titles in Celtics history. Curry has time. Three seconds. Curry from half court. Thunder is out of timeouts. Adams gives it back to Russ. Deep shot. What is going on, YouTube? Tyler James here, and I'm back. Finally back making videos. 2021 NBA Mock Draft 1.0 is here. I was halfway through it, then I lost my voice. I didn't have corona, no worries, but I lost my voice, so the picks are a little bit out of order as far as what teams are selecting where, but overall, it's pretty close, and come 2.0 when I release that, it should be all fixed. I plan to release a lot of content, so make sure you like and subscribe, and comment what picks you agree and disagree with. Follow me on all social, at Tyler at James NBA, and let's get into this, Mock Draft 1.0. Much like two years ago with the Zion Williamson draft and much different from last year where Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, and Lamelo Ball were all in play for that number one pick, we have a consensus number one selection here with Cade Cunningham. I've yet to really see a mock draft where Cunningham doesn't go number one. Uh, he's a huge playmaker and the best part about him is his game is built for the NBA. He's going to be able to get out there and space the floor and make everybody around him better and when he has actual stars around him he's only going to shine. Uh, he's 6'8", has a decent shot think Ben Simmons with a jump shot Grant Hill's another good in comparison and the T-Wolves wouldn't pass on him they do have D'Angelo Russell who is a combo guard but like I said Cunningham's gonna fit in any NBA offense including one like the T-Wolves so they'd be crazy to pass on him and I highly doubt any team that gets that number one selection is gonna pass on this elite prospect in Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State only on pick number two, and I may be surprising some people as I don't see Jalen Suggs going to in many mock drafts. However, before he was hitting half-court shots in the NCAA tournament to win the game, Suggs was actually my second favorite player in this draft behind Cade Cunningham. Not only does he play hard on both sides of the ball, he's a great defender and obviously has the offense, but I just say he has what it's called the it factor. You can't explain what it is, you just know some players have it, and Suggs has that. I have little doubt he's going to be one of the best players in this draft and put him beside Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. You have a nice big three for the future Houston Rockets. Yes, they have John Wall, but is he really the point guard of the future? No. You go with Jalen Suggs here, take the risk, and I think it'll pay off. With the number three pick in the NBA draft, I have the Detroit Pistons selecting Evan Mobley, center out of USC. Ten years ago, Mobley probably would have been the number one pick. However, the NBA has changed, which makes him being selected this high a little bit risky. But he has the talent for it. He's already good on the defensive side of the ball. He needs to defend, uh, develop a little bit of an offensive game, but we've seen it at USC. He can dribble the ball like most big men can't, so I would have no problem picking him this high, but they should probably look at Jalen Green as well, a guy who can do it all on offense, which I'll explain next. However, I don't really think the Pistons would have any problem drafting the best big man by far in this draft at the number three pick. Next up at number four for the Orlando Magic, we have Jalen Green, shooting guard out of the G League Unite, and I could see Green going anywhere from the second spot to the fifth spot. He's that good of a talent on the uh, offensive side of the ball. He's 
potential to be an elite scorer in the NBA. Can drive the ball mid-range, has a great outside shot. Uh, he has NBA star power written all over him. He can also handle the ball a little bit, so uh, he could play either guard position. However, I see him more as a shooting guard. But like I mentioned before, Jalen Green probably is one of the best overall offensive players in this draft. And depending on how workouts go and um, you know other factors into play, I can see him going anywhere from really high in this draft to as low as number five said it once i'll say it again this is a five player draft with a drop off after that fifth player and jonathan kaminga out of the g league unite ignite is that fifth player he'd be perfect for the cavaliers who already have darius garland and colin sexton they could really use a forward next to next to those two and he, he's probably one of the bigger projects in this draft but he's got a good frame could be a great defender and just has to work on that offensive game a little bit but like I said he's a great fit for the Cavaliers and he's the fifth best player in this draft after that there's a drop off so if you're the Cavaliers here you're happy with who you get as long as you get one of those top five and Kuminga is I have the Washington Wizards going with Scotty Barnes uh, but let's be honest the Wizards are one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now so they're probably not going to be picking this high but for this draft, at least, I have them going Scotty Barnes because I think they're pretty happy with how Westbrook and Beal are going together as those two guards. Uh, Barnes is kind of a small forward, power forward with an NBA-ready body. He can do a lot. However, he doesn't have a very good jump shot. His free throws and three-point percent, his free throws mainly, were not very good in college, and that's usually good at determining how good of a shooter you'll be in the NBA. It's one of the best ways to determine that. So that's something he's going to have to work on, but otherwise, he's a good prospect. How things are going right now, the Oklahoma City Thunder will probably be picking higher than number seven, but right now we have them going Keon Johnson. Easily one of the best athletes in the draft. He can play on both sides of the ball. Outside shooting is something he needs to work on, but think of Jalen Brown when he was in college. Didn't really have that outside shot yet, but developed that, and now he's one of the best scorers in the NBA, averaging over 20 points per game. I can see Keon Johnson taking a similar path, and if the Thunder do pick around here, he's a really good fit with their already roster. Here we have someone that rises up the draft boards, and this year so far, it's Davion Mitchell, the national champion out of Baylor. Uh, the point guard is a tenacious on the defensive end, but he also has an offensive game too. His Marcus Smart type ways on the defensive end, and I see a little bit of Kemba Walker on the offensive end. The Raptors could very well lose Kyle Lowry this year, so why not fill in that position with somebody like Davion Mitchell, who's one of the oldest players in the draft, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be more productive than most. He was good last year. It's not just a fluke. He's good this year, and he's one of the best players in this draft, so you've got to take him here. The Sacramento Kings at number 9 were a little tough for me. I was going back and forth. Uh, they're set at guard. They have Tyrese Halliburton, one of the steals with the draft last season. They have De'Aaron Fox, who's playing amazing. They have Marvin, ba Marvin Bagley as their big, who hasn't been that great recently, but you never know. He's still young. So I went with Franz Wagner. Admittedly, this is, might be a little high for Wagner. He doesn't do anything great, but he does everything well. He can dribble the ball. He can shoot the ball. He's a good piece for a team like Sacramento who already, like I said, guard heavy and might not need a big man this high. Kai Jones is another guy to maybe look at here if they do want to go a big, but I like the Franz Wagner fit for the Kings. Up at number 10, it's the Orlando Magic, and this is another guy I have that I think might be a little too high and could slide in the lottery come draft night. Jalen Johnson left Duke early uh, for personal reasons. He's had problems in the past. He reminds me a little bit of Josh Jackson, who didn't want to work out for certain teams, and in the end just wasn't as good of a prospect as for as high as he was drafted. I'm a little bit worried that he doesn't have the motivation to get better in the NBA, and that could hurt him. However, he does have the talent. It's all going to be about the mental game for Jalen Johnson, and 
and what team interviews him might think differently, but for now, I would leave him alone. Next up at number 11 is the New Orleans Pelicans, and what's one thing they need to surround Zion Williamson with? That's right, shooting. And here they get maybe the best shooter in the draft, Moses Moody out of Arkansas. Uh, he actually has a chance to evolve his full offensive game. He's known as a shooter, but he's shown signs of driving, dishing, everything else. But they're taking him here for his shooting. They could also consider Corey Kispert here. Because uh, like I said, I think number one thing is surround Zion with guys that are going to make him better so he can go to the hoop. But I really like the upside for Moses Moody, and I really like him for the Pelicans here. Number 12, we have the Indiana Pacers, and this is a guy I think could go much higher, actually. I'm a big fan of James Booknight. I'm very high on him, considering you can always use more scoring in the NBA, and he could be an elite scorer. Booknight has a point guard-type frame, but he's clearly a shooting guard in the NBA. Uh, I doubt he slides far out of the lottery, so the Pacers would be happy to get him here. Any team that gets him just needs to know that he's a shooting guard. They can try to make him a point guard, but that would be a big mistake. Let him do his thing. Let him put the ball in the bucket and he'll be successful in the NBA no doubt about it when you think of the Golden State Warriors here at the number 13 pick you think of shooters Steph Curry Klay Thompson two of the best shooters to ever play however besides those two they really don't have much else with the outside game Corey Kispert out of Gonzaga can come in right away and add shooting and can contribute as he's one of the older players in the draft that's important for the Warriors because they're going to go for another championship run before this window runs out and trust me that window is getting smaller and smaller every day so Kispert's a perfect fit rounding out the lottery the last pick at number 14 we had the San Antonio Spurs they're a tough one because this late in the lottery you could easily go best player available however I think their guards are pretty satisfied with them so why not go a big man here and Kai Jones out of Texas yes the NBA is shifting away from big men uh, as far as going high in the lottery but he has the potential to develop that decent outside shot which will help him a lot and he can already protect the rim and rebound well above average Isaiah Jackson out of Kentucky is another guy to consider here but I like Kai Jones for the Spurs. That is it. Mock Draft 1.0 is in the books. Please, please, please comment below and like the video and let me know what you think about my picks. Also, by subscribing, you're going to be eligible to win jerseys. Just check my Instagram. I'm giving away NBA jerseys all the time. You can check for recent winners on my Instagram. Follow me on everything. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at TylerJamesNBA. And stay tuned for way more NBA content coming soon.